Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya O Mangalam Guru Devaya Devye Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Vrindevya Sarva Lokaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarva Dharma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnayati Namaha Om Jananim Sharadam Devim Ramakrishnam Jagatkurum Parapadme Tayostritva Pranamami Muhurmuhu Om Sara Shiva Samarambam Shankarachara Majamam Ashmarachara Prayantam Bande Gurum Barambaram Om So we taken the last month off almost I think uh, due to Navaratri. I guess we did something during after Navaratri we need a little bit of a break to recover and then Kali Puja and Diwali also, more of a break to recover took a lot of our energy, but and I think last week we had some guests. We had all those sannyasis who came from Ramakrishna Mission. About we had nine sannyasis here. It was very nice. And uh, today is a very auspicious day. Today is the birth anniversary of Swami Vigyanananda Maharaj, one of Sri Ramakrishna's direct sannyasi disciples, a very great saint, founder of the Allahabad Ashram. In uh, very wonderful, and he. Um, he did a great literary work also. He translated um, the Devi Bhagavatam. Uh, the earliest translation in English, Devi Bhagavatam, is by him. But he was so independent. Well, maybe if we have time afterward, we read a little bit about his, some of his life. But he was so independent that um, even I went to the Ramakrishna Mission once in Allahabad and asked about some of Vigyananda's translation. He said, oh, he didn't translate. The, the, he, he published it independently. It's, not, it's still not published by the Math. It's published independently. But... There's some scholarly research that it was by Vigyanananda from Allahabad. He was very independent by nature. Even after he became president of the Ramakrishna Order, he didn't live at Belarmat like all the other presidents do. He continued. He went back to Allahabad, lived in his kutir. He didn't like preaching. He didn't like crowds. He didn't like. He was very much of a mystic and recluse. Uh, uh, a very wonderful saint, and we're very attached to him because we spent so much of our time of our life in in, in Allahabad, so and connected to that ashram. So. Ma. I want to double check is the sound working? Prakashti? <laughs> I don't know if the microphone's working there, if you let me know. Um, so we've been, we've been doing, before we had our, our break, during Navaratri we spoke on, on different verses of the Chandi. We've been going back and forth between the Srimad Bhagavatam Krishna Lila and the Kali Sasarama and um, uh, We've been talking from the uh, Bhagavatam for I think nine years now, and we started with Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, the first verse, and these eighteen thousand verses are considered a commentary, unpacking of that first mantra, and the, the section that we did afterward, um, it's like, uh, 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 the most recent section of this uh, of the Shri Bhagavatam, we were on Krishna's lila. We just finished. What was it? Where is that coming from? <laughs> My big machine. Uh, 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 what was it? Oh, oh uh, the Damodar Lila. And actually, this is also very auspicious because this is the month of Kartik. The month of Kartik is when Damodar Lila happened, 
when Krishna Yashoda bound Krishna with the rope, a very super sweet uh, 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 lila, and with very deep spiritual devotional um, uh, significance, because how can you bind God, right? It says that uh, Krishna says, I mean uh, the the the. Uh, the uh, Sukadev says uh, in describing this is that Krishna, he has no beginning and he's the beginning of everything. He has no middle and he's the middle of everything. He has no end and he's the end of everything. He has no limit and he's everything's limit. You know, it's like he has no inside but he's the inside of everything. So how can, I mean, the idea he's infinite. He's a vyakta. He's a, uh, but how can he be tied, right? Because he's being a naughty boy, we Mother Yashoda tied him to a wooden uh, grinding mortar, so that. Um, uh, uh, so and so we know the story. It's important because these verses tie into it in a very unique way. Uh, Mother Yashoda went to tie him, and she found the rope to be a little bit too small. We, you know, the story. And then she went to get more rope, and tied it together, and it didn't come across. And more rope because he's infinite, right? Uh, but finally, he let himself be bound, right? It says every time I, in uh, uh, remembering, we've told the story over several months. We forgot to mention some an important spiritual interpretation is given by yogis, there's always two fingers too short, right? And that those two fingers are considered I and mine, right? This ego quality, that, that these are the qualities of the ego. So always two fingers, and two fingers too short, you get another yard of rope, still two fingers too short. The thing that's stopping us from binding is this, uh, this separation, the ego we have, the, the, two as the twin aspects of the ego. So, um, uh, 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 and I say, uh, uh, she, so she, she, so that's, and, and, and that, that's the crescendo of this Leela is that he, that, uh, uh, and then there's a great line that says that that which cannot be comprehended and thought of by the great mystic yogis, by rishis and yogis and siddhas, that can't be comprehended. It's beyond even the comprehension of the saints, right? That very reality was tied to uh, to a kitchen appliance by a cow by a by a, a cowherd girl, right? You know, says, but how is that possible? He says, out of that means that this cowherd girl Yashoda, uh, right, uh, uh, is greater than the greatest yogi, right? But she's not. A, there is a backstory how what she was in her past life. She was she was in fact a great tapasvi yogi, you know, and getting a boon to have Krishna as her son. But there's a more immediate story that her that 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 what allowed her to, to bind Krishna when even the greatest illumined mind can't hold him is devotion, her love. The love of a simple cowherd girl, right, was able to bind the absolute truth, right? Uh, so that's the, that's the emotional crescendo of that story, right? We told that story, I think we were still, before we, before we went outside <laughs> for the summer, a long time ago. Uh, um, but then there's a backstory, right? Then, 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 then another story is told. So that story again, then she ties him up. You've been naughty and tying you up. You stay there. We all do like this, like time out, you know, like go to your room. That's the equivalent of going to your room. And, but I guess in America, you can't really tie children to kitchen appliances. <laughs> Not supposed to. <laughs> Child services may have some, may step in to do something. Um, but uh, uh, so then she goes off to do her household duties. And so Krishna mentioned, notices in the backyard, you know, if you look out there, there's two trees, and they're, look, they're very near each other, just wide enough that a little boy like me could easily crawl through between them, right? And so he goes, and, but, and this is the miraculous nature of this, of this Leela, a little boy, dra and just as he's walking, he's dragging this huge wooden 
grinding mortar, pump, 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 and he goes in. It, in fact, amazing, he fit, right? Then he went through, it's like, right? That, and then he gives a little pull, and the two trees come crashing down, and two divine beings come out. This is uh, the Guyakas. These are um, the sons of Kubera. Uh, and great, and so then the story is interrupted, and the backstory is told how they were drunken. They were the sons of Kubera, which naturally means rich, spoiled kids, you know, the children of the god of wealth. <laughs> you know, they may be uh, grown up with some privilege, and so they were enjoying water sports with their uh, uh, female attendants. And uh, Narada Muni comes by, and they didn't. They were drunk also, and they didn't cover themselves up. They ignored the sage, right? And so the sage decided to teach them a lesson. And that's, uh, we've, we gave a long discussion on this great line. He says, I, in order to bless them, I shall curse them. Right? Because the sage only does good. That's an important point. Rishis only do good. Sadhu should only be a blessing. Even if a sadhu curses you or chastises you or ignores you or, you know, whatever we hope. It should be for our good. Right? And, uh, beca- and so he, because, so these are actually great. These are the sons of Kubera, great exalted beings. Uh, 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 um, uh, heavenly type means, and they're they're described as great devotees of Shiva, the great bhaktas. Right, to be in that position is not a cheap thing, right? But with a lot of power and money, comes illusion, right? Naturally, right? Uh, 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 um, and so they became bewildered and lost their position. So in order to put them back in their position, Arj- uh, uh, Narada Muni cursed them. May you be born as Arjuna trees, right? These are two medicinal trees, and, uh, uh, and, and may you be in that condition. And always to say the, 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 the uh, what is it, the, um, um, how to say, the, the curse always matches the crime, right? So he says, since you're sitting there naked, not covering yourself up, you, you'll be born, you'll be as trees that for thousands of years you'll be uncovered. Right, and also Arjuna trees are medicinal trees. We mentioned this before, where the bark is peeled off to make teas. Right, so continuously the bark is being ripped off, and again it grows back, and again ripped off. So it's a symbol of of not covering themselves up properly. So it's being so the the, the crime, the punishment always fits the crime somehow, you know. Uh, but then he said, but but eventually, right, you'll be liberated. Lord Vishnu will take birth in his rupa as Krishna. And he will liberate you from this form, right? So that was a curse, and immediately they were born, seemingly a curse, but this is a great blessing, right? And so when these two trees came came crumbling down, out out came the Guyakas, no longer as trees, but as glorious, divine, heavenly beings, angelic beings, devas, in it from the deva world, and they they spent their whole thousands of years, maybe tens of thousands. The story is tens of thousands of years, waiting for Krishna. Right, so this is a big time of meditation. Right, they're contemplating the whole time: what have we done? How far we have fallen? We're the we have such an exalted position, and we wasted it, right? Due to uh, 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 bewildered, being bewildered by enjoyment and greed and wealth like this, we became bewildered. It's easy; we can see in the world of enjoyment, desire for enjoyment and wealth bewilders the fall. We forget our we take we lose our position, and we we lose the um, 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 consciousness of our position. Checking something real quick.
<laughs> Anyways, um, uh, so then they came out, and so that now they have a great realization, right? And so now they also they they start Krishna uh, Krishna Maha Yogi. I remember the first line: Oh, Krishna Krishna, you are this great yogi. Why is he a great yogi? Sorry, the sound's coming. Why is he a great yogi? They've seen all these miraculous things happen in that house, right? Their tree is witnessing. Of course, they're meditating. They know the Supreme Lord's coming to liberate them and this little boy. But they're, and, but they're also observing so many, already so many amazing things that happened with Krishna. Putna, one, one uh, woman tried to murder him. And, that, so, and everybody's thinking, oh my God, some monster attacked my, my child. But they saw, oh, no, this is Vishnu. He, 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 he liberated Putna, the cart demon tried to kill him, the, then he was pulled into the sky as in, in a cyclone. Remember all these different demons? Like we, the, uh, 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 and so they've seen so many miraculous things. So they know he's not a normal person. They also know he's supreme. He's the supreme Lord. So, they're, they're, um, so they do, and we spent, I think, two or three weeks going through the prayers of the Guyakas. Extremely high philosophical prayers, full of abstruse philosophy, especially the philosophy of Sankhya, right? Using you are Purusha, you are Pakriti, you are the evolution of Pakriti. I mean, he goes into very elaborate things and, and then stating again and again, you're inconceivable. You're avyakta. You're inconceivable. Nobody can hold you. Nobody can see you. Nobody can know you because you're never an object. You're always a subject, right? You're the seer, not the seen. It goes into principles of Vedanta. Using Sankhya philosophy, language, it talks about Vedanta, of seer and seen, subject and object, all these type of things. Right, only by the mind's completely still can you be comprehended. This is using the language of yoga, when the chitta is still, the self reveals itself. Because we've descri- we've unpacked all these things. It's been a long time, so I'm I'm covering it again. Then what happened? Uh, but then they said, so here they are. This is where we ended last last time. You're you can't be known, and you're never an object of knowledge, right? Yet we know you, right? So in other words, he can like he can be known. Right, because just like Yashoda tied him, right? They're also seeing him. They're seeing a little boy praying, tied to a mortar, saying, "You're the supreme truth that can't be seen." They are. They are seeing him, right? They have the eyes to see him. What's what are those eyes? The eyes of devotion, right? They have a different type of thing. So they're saying you can't be seen, but devotees see you. Just like Arjuna, just that you can't be bound. Yet Yashoda bound you. Right. So this is very. This is. This is. So it's. This is actually. It's very high philosophy, and it goes into Sankhya and Vedanta and see and all these principles. But it's actually bhava, right? That the supreme absolute truth, the infinite, unconceivable, unknowable, uncomprehensible, right, can be known, can be seen, can be loved, right? And by love you're known. By love you're bound. You're controlled. Actually, in these verses, we'll finish a day. Actually, eventually, the gopis are telling Krishna what to do, and he does it. Right, you know, like that's you know, like they're devotees and he's God, and they're telling him what to do, and he's playing around doing exactly what they what they say. Right, this is uh, this is. It seems like oh, this is very sweet Leela of Krishna. We everybody like nobody, everybody loves Krishna Leela. It's always charming. Everywhere you touch it, it's charming. Especially the childhood path, and they're all charming, right? See little Krishna, naughty Krishna, pulling around and playing and breaking, stealing butter and all these these type of things. And he gets older, the, the play gets a little more complicated, <laughs> more more fun in its own way, but. It's a very big philosophy, <laughs> also, right? It, it, but it's not philosophy. It's just how is it that the that the unknowable can be known, that the incomprehensible we can thought can be thought of, that the unbound, un, the infinite can be 
not controlled, because she, uh, Krishna, it's not that Yashoda really tied him up. He let himself be tied, right? Not that the Guyakas could know him through their yogic austerities. He let himself be known. He crawled, crawled through the trees and knocked him down, right? It was his, it was his action so that, that our understanding of God in a certain sense, not in a certain sense, in the absolute sense, is God's grace. But how to get God's grace? Yogis get God's grace. I mean, there are so many methods of, 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 of spiritualization. But the Bhagavatam elevates bhakti as the most direct and the highest form, right? Because, I mean, you see, the absolute truth. There's that, that famous mantra we've quoted before that the, the absolute truth is crawling in the courtyard of Nanda. How is it possible? You know, it's, it's uh, charming, right? Thinkable, right? We can say his name. We can... We can you know, and there's some. There's a very big thing because he in, that Sri Ramakrishna told, he had a very um, important um, um, how to say uh, uh, teaching that he'd say. He says in the beginning, one sees like when we. I mean, not every everybody comes to God in different ways, right? It sounds through philosophical inquiries, but but when you start thinking like, what is God? God is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, all powerful, all knowing. He's the creator of the universe and. Thousands of years in, in the Gita, Krishna shows him so this universal form where he's destroying, I am time, destroyer of worlds, right? It's like one eye is a sun, one eye is a moon. He's a sun, moon, and fire. He's a universe. I mean, God is really big and powerful, right? And so that's true. That's, that's one of the definitions of God, the absolute big, massive <laughs> uh, awesomeness, you know? Omni-wonderfulness, omni one of my friends coined the philosophical term. All great quality. But... That's, I mean, that's something. And if you were to see that, even when Krishna, when Arjuna saw the universal form, it's like, oh, almost as overwhelming. It's hard to love that form. It's a very impressive realization, right? And thank God Krishna had it, and thank, thank God Arjuna had it, and thank God uh, Sanjay described it, right? And so we also know the universe, some, some aspects of the universe, the same universal form is shown uh, in the Devi Bhagavatam. Devi shows the same, the same type of realization, yeah? but it's a little overwhelming, Right? And it's not something that's easily approachable, easily comprehensible, because that being can't be comprehended. We can say, oh, God's infinite. What did that mean? Well, he's like, you know, we think of something really big, like the sky or the ocean or, this, or even space or multi-space, whatever the new term is, the multi-universe. These are just fake concepts of big. Right? And then we, we extrapolate that metaphorically and poetically into something bigger. We don't have, we can't think of, even that awesome universal form we can't comprehend, right? You know, even that, we, so, uh, but we definitely can't have a, 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 a loving, it's hard to have a loving relationship with such a being. We can have like, wow, to quote a Mighty Python movie, uh, line, gosh, you're huge. We're mighty impressed down here. It's a famous line, oh God, gosh, you're huge. We're mighty impressed down here. <laughs> you know, that, that is it. Like that's, that's a certain aspect of the awe. We call that awe and reverence, right? And an aspect of, of but awe and reverence is not the highest relationship. It's a relationship. It's better than disrespect and, and ignoring, right? But it's not the highest relationship, right? And so Sri Ramakrishna says that, and we see Ma Durga using this as a, as a way of explaining it, Ma Durga with ten arms. Or it's also described, there's also forms with thousands, like Pratangira Devi has 10,000 arms, right? And 10,000 faces, each is ferocious, as 10,000 lines. I mean, you can be these, that's like, that's the awesome power of God or the goddess, right? But as he says, in the, as our love increases and our knowledge increases, right? Those arms disappear, those weapons disappear, 
her lion and all the, 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 that awesomeness disappears. And slowly it becomes smaller and smaller and more relatable, more lovable. And then he says at the end he becomes baby Krishna. He says, Ma Durga, the infinite Durga, with ten, with all weapons, destroying universes, and you know, it's like becomes baby Krishna. And what's baby Krishna? It's not just Krishna. Here, the story is about baby Krishna, Lala Krishna, or Bala Krishna, right? Because a baby is dependent on you. It's the exact opposite. Even, even like, oh, you know, oh Lord Krishna, please bless me, give me strength. You don't pray to a baby to give me strength. You, you have to protect the baby, right? Oh Lord Krishna, please purify me. Right? No, no, you have to bathe, he has to give him a bath. He hasn't bathed in two days. Babies can get away with it for a few days, but eventually they have to take a bath. Right? Right? You know, it's like if he doesn't eat, oh, oh Lord, oh Ma, please feed my family. But baby, you have to feed. You don't pray to the baby, please feed my family. It's a stupid thing to, to pray, pray to a little baby, please bless me with money and food and knowledge and wisdom and devotion. No, no, this is, you're the mom, you're the dad. Right? It becomes, so it's so intimate that it's that all the the on reverence the grandeur the power is ignored or forgotten right so in a certain sense the god the thing that makes god god is forgotten right you know ishura is forgotten right and so ishura the powers of ishura are creation sustenance and destruction revealing and concealing we talked about in the past right the, Right? But this is Krishna. I mean, nobody thinks like that. He's, just their, he's their son. He's, a, he's a, a darling child of the neighborhood. Right? We have such kids running around our neighborhood. <laughs> Almost as naughty as Krishna. Right? And maybe just as God. <laughs> Behind, we don't know. We can't tell. Right? And so, uh, uh, um, that, so the intimate relationship, that, that, that infinite can't be known. It can, uh, the rea- its reality can't be known. He can be known, she can be known, he can be known to a very intimate, sweet relationship. And so this story is about this loving relationship. That out of love, he can be tied up. Out of love, you can tell him what to do. Out of love, you know. And actually, the, 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 this, is called, this is called Seva Puja. There's people who, especially in Pushtimarg traditions, um, uh, that people worship Lala, Krishna, Lala Gopal or Baby Krishna, or even Lala, Baby Ram, same thing, or now even... Uh, uh, young in South India, they do for Kartikeya the same. We we're talking about it, the tradition that maybe maybe Kartikeya the same type of people want this sweet lila, right? Even we have little statues of baby Ganesha. <laughs> there's some charm. There's not. I mean, it's like it's like I know it's an authentic traditional form for puja, but it suits. Oh, we want to worship this way because uh, that the, the the giant Ganesha who destroys universes, <laughs> he's not as approachable. Right, so uh, um, uh, especially for those who worship, there's people who worship their puja is having a little, or a little Damodar Shalagram, or a little baby uh, uh, Lalago, we have Lalagopal. And their puja is very beautiful. I mean, I know many, I'm a very, I have Lalagopal, we have him here, also. I have him in my kutir. I'm, it turns out I'm a very bad dad. It's good I became a sannyasi. Mm-hmm. I don't bathe him, I don't feed him, I don't dress him. He's <laughs> I talk to him a little bit when I'm working on my computer. He's on my windowsill. You know, I don't know how happy he is with me this way, but this is what we. <laughs> he, should, he should have went to a better dad if he wanted better. <laughs> better. But those who have this relationship, I, um, they. Uh, uh, there's one um, uh, uh, Swami uh, uh, Shivatmananda. He's from uh, Chinmay Mission. Uh, he told me his grandmother worships Baby Krishna, and every morning she wakes him up. 
and she reads a chapter of the Gita to him in the morning, right? Because this is his school. He has to, it's her responsibility. He has to become educated because when he grows up, Arjuna is going to ask him some difficult questions and he's going to have to know what to tell him, right? And it seems silly and sweet, but she really does mean it because <laughs> eventually he'll grow up. And eventually, and we'll have to, and, she, and you know, Gita, I mean, I've been studying, I have the Gita here. I've been studying my entire adult life, and I still can't make heads or tails of most of it. It's not that easy philosophy. And Arjuna's going to be able to say really fast. Krishna's have to say really fast on, on a very difficult situation on the battlefield and convince him in a half hour. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> right? So, so he, so, but the idea that she has to teach Krishna, right? It seems absurd, but it's very, but actually it's very sweet. It's a deep relationship to Fasali Abhav. Uh, um, uh, we have another friend in Berkeley. Uh, 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 please forgive me, I'm forgetting her name right now. But she's a, a very strong uh, personality, very um, uh, powerful person, and great bhakta. And we, I, I learned a lot about this worship of, of the Seva Krishna, Puja of Krishna from her. She has, and she's giving Krishna to many people, and she has Krishna. So we went to, I've told the story before, we went to her house for puja, went for kirtan one night. So we came at 7 o'clock at night, we, she had a picture of Krishna and a picture of her guru, and we did bhajans for a couple hours, and then she brought food, you know, we had prasad, and very, very nice. So I said, Mataji, I heard, I heard you have Lalaji, yeah, baby Krishna, can I see him? I want to see him. He goes, no, 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 Swamiji. And he says, we're adults, we can stay up and chant. He goes to sleep by 6 or 7. Right, he's been a, and and, she, and she, that's her. She puts him to young children. Shouldn't she keep him up at night and give him halibut like we were eating? They're going to be spastic the whole night, right? Very dangerous, you know, right? So, but but she meant it, right? Another thing is when somebody brought a beautiful, one older uh, grandma, Gujarati grandma, came with a. She had made a, a green sequin outfit for Krishna, right? And and when people bring, sometimes it's like you know, oh, I'll put it next time we do puja. Well, no, I just immediately address them so she can feel satisfied seeing. She, she had made it by hand, not just bought it and brought it from Artesia or something. She made it by hand, and so I said, oh, I put it. But it was it was twice as big. It was a big. It, he didn't fit, right? And so I'm trying to awkwardly put it. And says, oh, Mataji, he does it. It doesn't fit. It's too big. And without skipping a beat, she says, it's okay, he'll grow into it. Right, and I don't know if she was being, you know, trying to, but or she actually thought, he'd, you know, you always get close too big for a baby. That's a good. That's a good. Otherwise, you, you know, we all know, <laughs> like this. So it's like, but there's, in one sense, it's these people are crazy, right? Crazy, stupid, ignorant. I don't know what to what it's like to think like that. But it's not. These are. This is this is the position of Yashoda, right? That even what. Uh, great tapasvis, yogis, rishis, brahmins, sannyasis, uh, 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 kings, the philosophers, they, they, they don't, they, they can't, they can't tie Krishna up, right? And, and uh, that, uh, but a cowherd girl can, out of her simple devotion, right? That, that's the, that's the, that's the emotional punch of the story, right? And the guyakas, their prayers are meant to uh, highlight this fact, right? When you see the, uh, their ego came up and then humility and then their statement that even they, right, that you are infinite, you are unknowable, but you're not unknowable. Yashoda knows you. All the cowherd boys and girls know her, the, the men and women, the cows. Everybody knows Krishna. There's no problem. Even, even here, thousands of years later, we're telling, we, can, we also know a little bit of him, right? And, 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 and his, charming, his charming qualities. Uh, uh, uh. So, 
that's where they, and then so they, they said after that, they went back to their abode to do their job, right? The, the Guyakas went back to their abode to do their jobs, right? So that's where we, we stopped some month, a month and a half ago or something. So what happened since then? So we left them. So now what happened? These two giant trees crashed down, right? And Krishna's still tied to the mortar, right? The whole time, right? Uh, and, and the two divine beings disappeared. You imagine in a small cowherd village, uh, herding community, it's a big noise. So everybody comes rushing to hear what happened. Let me find my um, notes here. I've translated a few verses that I thought were especially good. Some of them I'll read. Some of the Leela that we can read, it's not as philosophical. But actually I was thinking about that. Oh, this is, before it was very difficult translation because the Purza Guru was High Vedanta and Sankhya philosophy. Right and and you know you have to you, you have to take years to study Sankhya and, and, and Vedanta philosophy to be proficient in it. And I've you know I've as a practitioner we, we we have general knowledge of Vedanta and Sankhya, but not so, so it was not an easy translation like that. But then I was looking at these simple prayers and these simple statements. This is higher philosophy, right? This, I think it's also juxtaposed after this extremely erudite, high thinking, uh, philosophical exposition on the nature of the absolute truth. Now it picks up, you know, it's like he's still tied to the mortar. We have to remember this, right? You have to put it, put it all into perspective. And so we're reading from uh, uh, Skanda 10, which is where primarily Krishna Lila is, in chapter 11, discourse 11. Let me find it him. Kimba the Guyakas. Okay. Sri Shuka Uvacha. Sukadev, the speaker, is speaking to King Parikshit. Right? And this is also good to remember, so we haven't thought of it in a long time, who's, what's happening. King Parikshit has been cursed to die in seven days, right? Uh, and uh, uh, by snakebite. And, and Shukadev, the son of uh, Vedavyas, uh, has, uh, is speaking these teachings to him. Because he wants, who, who can talk to me for seven days about God? Right? If, I, if I'm going to die in seven days. He tried his best, and the Devi Bhavadana describes, he still tried not to die. Right, and the Devi Bhagavatama describes. So it tells the story a little differently. Even if we know we should, oh, you have, sorry, Swamiji, you have cancer, you have, you have uh, uh, three months to live, we should try. What can I do? Can I change my diet? Is there chemo? You, know, you do your best. But knowing that you're going to die, it, it puts a fire under our spiritual life. Our time is limited, right? And whether we have 70 years or seven days, seven seconds to live, we don't know, right? So he had the benefit, the blessing of the curse. Right, like I said, a curse is also a blessing, right? A curse of of of, of, of the sage, cursed Parikshit, you'll die in seven days because you misbehaved, right? But that's a great blessing because he, like we, we may also die in seven days. We don't know, and therefore we act as we're not going to die, right? This is our problem. So, I mean, Vivekananda, in one letter, he at the end of when he signed his name, sometimes he he make a quote of some scripture, right? So I don't pick up what scripture some Upanishad maybe. He 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 scribbled the quote. He says, if you want to be successful in business, think you'll never die. If you want to realize God, think that the claws of death are already in your hair, already being grabbed, right? If you live like that, you think of your spiritual life is very serious, right? Uh, our friend Bhagavan Das, a singer, he went to him said, think of God. If that doesn't work, think of death, <laughs> right? That could pull you there. So they don't want to be macabre about it, but it, it makes, sometimes we have to, we have to, um, uh, 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 take things a little seriously, you know. And so King Parikshit, he, so he, he's, the story is being told uh, to King Parikshit, who by this time he maybe has five or four or five days to live. 
maybe no, maybe three or four days to live. It's probably at least the way the Bhagavatam separate. I think we're on on day four or five of, of the speaking of the Bhagavatam. It's taking us nine years, but it takes <laughs> took five days to speak to this point, right? And so now he's getting to important things, right? So after like, why tell this elaborate story of philosophy and sankhya, where the conclusion is even you are the principles of sankhya and Vedanta. But practically speaking, you're impossible to know by Sankhya and Vedanta, right? So when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to think what's the, what's Purusha and what's Prakriti, right? What came first? Yeah, you know, like Purusha Prakriti or the chicken and the egg, or the chicken cause and the unkan cause and the knower and the known and the primary qualities and secondary qualities of epistemology. You know, that's what he's talking about. But then the conclusion of that story is you're almost impossible to know. Even the great yogis who know this philosophy and practice don't know you in truth. Yet we see you, yet your shoulders tied you. Right? So on your deathbed, well, I mean and we're all on our deathbed. <laughs> I have to think to 